G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Some attention today to a new book that tells the story of a very significant time spanning this past decade as Christian leaders have sought to engage and encourage Christians in Australia to stand strong together in a time of major social change. A special anniversary book is just released to mark the 10th anniversary of the Canberra Declaration. The book is called The Blessing of Almighty God, the story of the Canberra Declaration and the call to revitalise Australia. The book is co-edited by Warwick Marsh and Kurt Marlberg. Kurt's joining us and Kurt, a special welcome along to 2020. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, Neil. Great to be with you. Kurt, you're the like features editor for the Canberra Declaration, and uh, there's lots of great stuff that you come out with each week, in fact, each day. Uh, give us a little insight into the sort of writing that you do for Canberra Declaration. Yeah, sure. So we have a blog called The Daily Declaration. It's on our website. If you Google Canberra Declaration, you'll find us pretty easily. And uh, every day we release new articles that deal with all sorts of issues, but in particular they highlight concerns and inspiration and encouragement for Christians relating to, I guess, what the heart of the Canberra Declaration is about, which I'm sure we'll get into, but generally is, is around the right to life and religious freedom and uh, marriage and family and, uh, I guess, the preservation of, of culture. So, yeah, so we, we release all sorts of uh, things throughout the week and we also have uh, an email that goes out roughly once a week as well to tens of thousands of uh, Australians. And, of course, the new book, it really marks a 10-year milestone, having just celebrated a 10th anniversary. Uh, the book is in honour of the good work that's been done and, of course, the good work that's been done by supporters of the Canberra Declaration. That's right, yes. So the 23rd of July 2010 is when the Canberra Declaration was first uh, read and proclaimed. It was celebrated on the lawns of Parliament House and all a conference that was run in uh, Parliament House at Canberra. And it was the work of, of many different people. And those that write the book, um, are contributors to the book, are uh, part of that story. But of course, um, there's a history that goes like much further back to the National Gathering of 1988. And also the story uh, continues into the present. And there are something like 87,000 Australians now who have actually signed the Canberra Declaration and, and many hundreds uh, who pray and intercede and advocate and uh, sign petitions and are actively, I guess, actively involved in these issues. So it's a very big story with a lot of people. And the contributors to the book and a lot of names that regular listeners to this program will recognise, the likes of Dr Graham McLennan or Bill Muhlenberg, who I talk to each Friday. You've got Pastor Barbara and Norman Miller. You've got David and Marilyn Rosam. And, uh, of course, Warwick Marsh. And uh, here you are, Kurt. And as a co-editor of the book, let me say congratulations. But let me ask you, each one of them making a contribution of a chapter into the book, uh, they're telling their own story 
story about what's been going on over these past 10 years. And so reading what they've written, no doubt that's quite enlightening as to how the change is happening so quickly in these social challenges that we face in Australia. Absolutely, yeah. So I guess my involvement in the Canberra Declaration has been more recent. And so it's been fantastic for me to actually read their stories and how those stories have woven together over many decades, um, but particularly the last decade. And one of the reasons that we've released this book is not only to tell the story of how the Canberra Declaration came about, but also to highlight its ongoing significance. One of the things that really comes out in the book is that the Canberra Declaration, even though it was written 10 years ago and was written into specific issues that were happening at that time, it is rather than becoming less relevant, it's become far more relevant. And so we find ourselves in 2020, um, you know, with some very interesting cultural upheaval that's going on, particularly in the West. And uh, yeah, there's, there's so many issues that we could talk about, but the Canberra Declaration really addresses them head on. And uh, in some ways, it, it, there's almost a prophetic edge to it. And it's quite amazing how, um, how the relevance of the Canberra Declaration has only grown in this last decade. Well, it's got a 10-year history now, the Canberra Declaration, and no doubt the next 10 years will be a very important time to make sure that that Canberra Declaration is before people. Uh, Let's talk about a few of the elements of the Canberra Declaration because there's encouragement, isn't there, for people to read the Canberra Declaration, to basically sign up and say, this is my declaration too. But the Canberra Declaration starts with reference to the preamble to the Australian Constitution that contains the words, humbly relying on the blessing of Almighty God. And so with a declaration like that, we draw attention to our own constitutional uh, connection to God. That's right, we do. And I mean, I think of the contrast to America, I think a lot of Westerners, a lot of Australians realise that America had very strong Christian foundations, explicit ones. But sometimes we forget that the same is true of Australia. And uh, we may not have been founded with such explicit Christian principles, but the very first sentence of our constitution talks about Australians humbly relying on the blessing of Almighty God, as you've mentioned. And that's, of course, where we take the title of our book from. And uh, even just recent weeks, I've actually been looking at some of the, the words of our early prime ministers and our, I guess, what you could call our founding fathers. And they had a very strong Christian faith and they had a very explicit Christian commitment in terms of framing federation and framing the constitution. So um, we do have very strong Christian roots. And I guess the Canberra Declaration, the purpose of it is to call Australians back to realise that. And it's only a short statement. It's about 850 words long, um, but it highlights our constitution and it highlights the Christian values that Australia was founded on. And I guess it's a it's a strong encouragement to Australians uh, not to be ashamed of their Christian faith um, and not to be ashamed of our Christian heritage, which we share in common, um, but to value it because um, in preserving it, we're not just doing ourselves a favour as Christians, we're doing everyone a favour because it's actually the Christian faith that so profoundly influenced things like um, freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, and also our value on life, our value on family. Um, So, yeah, I would really encourage all of the listeners to uh, look us up, Google us, like I said, Canberra Declaration, have a read of that um, Canberra Declaration statement. It's not very long, and, and if you feel convicted, we would love you to sign it. There's some other declarations too, aren't there, around the world? The Manhattan Declaration in the US, then there's the Westminster Declaration. They came out around about the same time as the Canberra Declaration, but they all have these sort of common Judeo-Christian roots at their 
in common. How do you describe the way that these sorts of declarations are important all around the Western world? Yeah, they are. And so both the Manhattan and the Westminster declarations came just before the Canberra Declaration. And really, they are what inspired the Canberra Declaration. Um, three of our contributors, Bill Muhlenberg, Dr. Graham McLennan and Warwick Marshall, you mentioned earlier, they were the three original drafters. Bill Muhlenberg had a, a big role in drafting and the other two more in kind of editing and tearing it to bits and trying to shorten it and, and all of that sort of thing. Um, but they were very much inspired by these other two declarations that were made in America and in the UK. And I, I guess I have a very strong belief that um, when we make national statements, obviously our constitution is, is the biggest one. And as a, as a Christian or Judeo-Christian community, we've made this Canberra Declaration. It's not necessarily ratified in Parliament or anything like that, but I think it has a spiritual power to it. And I think our constitution has a spiritual power to it as well. And so I think there's a real significance there. And so... You know, I think a lot of Australians probably not too familiar with uh, our constitution or with what our founding fathers' intent intents were. But I think it's really good, especially in such tumultuous times, for us to uh, kind of look back at our roots and understand where we came from and and why we are the way we are. And I think the Canberra Declaration is a brilliant way to be able to do that. And now a ten-year history, and that's given you a level of credibility too with the contents of the Canberra Declaration. And I think uh, there are three primary points that are made in the Declaration. Uh, some of those around religious freedom, the other one marriage and family, and on the value of human life. Uh, those are the three primary things that are focused on there and those are the things that are going to uh, need to be drawn on our understanding of those as Christian believers as things continue to change and develop under this uh, social cultural change that we're going through. Absolutely. I think for me maybe the one that has really most uh, stood out to me this year is is this idea of religious freedom or I guess freedom in general. When when Australia's founders and founders of other Western nations um, wrote about and declared religious freedom and the freedom to believe different things and to speak and to assemble, uh, they didn't just allow the freedom for religious belief to exist, they even allowed for, for irreligious belief to exist or um, for atheism, agnosticism. And so, ironically, those in Australia who don't believe have also benefited from this uh, and from, from the Christian influence on these things. And for me, what I've observed, particularly in 2020, is the, ri the rise, and we've seen it over a few years, but it's come to the fore in 2020, of this idea of cancel culture and, I think, much more intolerance around differing opinions. Um, of course, last year we saw um, the saga with Israel Folau and also Margaret Court, um, two prominent Christians, both sports people. And uh, I guess it's a bit concerning to see a country that once was quite tolerant and open to different beliefs uh, all of a sudden really jump on people who express their faith, even if it wasn't in the necessarily the best ways at times. Um, but the idea that they can simply hold, um, hold these beliefs and maintain a, a job or public profile um, seems to be under threat um, these days. And, and the cancel culture phenomenon in America this year has been pretty crazy. We had a letter published by a lot of people who weren't even necessarily conservatives, a lot of them probably more on the left, but um, calling out cancel culture for what it is. And um, so... I think this idea of freedom, freedom to believe, freedom to speak is a really important one and we need to remind ourselves of where it came from and, and I guess we all need to be in the fight to preserve it if we're going to enjoy a culture where all of us uh, still can believe what we want to believe and live in harmony with each other. 
Well, so many issues likely to come to the fore in the times to come. And so for so many Christians saying, where do we stand as Christians on these issues? So when you've got all of those different issues of marriage and family and religious freedom of human life, the Canberra Declaration is going to be an important document. And now you can get a hold of the book. The book that's been released to mark the 10th anniversary, it's called The Blessing of Almighty God, The Story of the Canberra Declaration and the Call to Revitalise Australia. Uh, Lots of great contributing authors and it's co-edited by Warwick Marsh and Kurt Malberg, who is our guest. Uh, Kurt, uh, I'll point people to the Canberra Declaration website for specifically getting a hold of the book, canberradeclaration.org.au. And undoubtedly, the book will be arriving in Christian bookstores very shortly. So check Christian bookstores, but simply Google canberradeclaration.org.au. You'll find out about the Canberra Declaration and you'll be able to get a hold of the new book. Kurt, great getting your insights. Thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thanks so much, Neil. Great to be here with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.